Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast with your host Liam Kirsby Steele. This is the Young Naive Adult where we talk about all things adulting. Today we're going to talk to a friend of mine, Danny Hatcher, who is a content creator come YouTuber. Enjoy, let me know, share if you love, your feedback is what we want to hear. Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Different episode today, we're not necessarily focusing on purely someone who's been in a nine to five career or is a focused entrepreneur. We're working with Danny here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi guys. Hi everyone. I am Danny Hatcher. Uh, as Liam sort of just said, I have not done a nine to five job. I was technically still am a student. So for those of you that don't know me, my undergrad is in sports coaching. My postgrad, which I'm still technically doing is within strength and conditioning. So high performance. And what I'm currently doing is I'm a content creator on numerous platforms, mainly focused on YouTube. And I help other coaches, creators, and entrepreneurs with digital magic digital management specifically an app called notion um and that that ranges from task management project management knowledge management so absolutely nothing to do with sport (laughs) yeah yeah i think we're going to dig into that to start with like you're me you did the same course as me in in uh, undergrad and then we've both gone off on different ways how come you how come like what's caused that journey to happen what process did you do were you in your final year or whenever you finish your studies and were you like i don't want to do this anymore or were you kind of just stumbled into it wow that's that's a that's a big story let's let's try not to make it as long as it is because that's like a, a seven year story that one <laughs> uh so i guess it really started. So uh, my second year undergrad was a very hard year mentally for me. Um, and I struggled a lot. Then moving into third year, I realized I, I can coach. I can talk in front of people. I can talk in front of groups. Coaching in sport was was something that it was easy. It came quite naturally to me because I'm a sporty person. I basically grew up in sports, started playing at like three <laughs> uh, numerous different sports. You know, you know how it is doing like three, four different sports a week. Um, but I realized if I'm going to do anything in, in business or start my own coaching company or whatever it is, I need to feel comfortable talking to people not in a sporting context. So third year undergrad, I decided, you know what, I'm going to see how this video thing works. So I started looking into different people online that were making videos. I had no intention of making them myself. Um, but I decided, can can I learn more about just speaking in front of people, maybe just public speaking or something? So it's not in the sports context. Then about halfway through my first year of master's, I decided, you know what? Stuff it. Let's actually make a video. And anyone that has done anything in social media, in content creation or marketing, you know, the first video is your worst video by far. Anything you do. So I got my really old crappy phone. I started voice recording myself talking about something I was comfortable in. I was shaking. The phone was shaking. I was blabbering over words. I didn't record anything on my face. It was just words. It was awful. But there was so much to learn from that. And I decided, you know what? Let's do another one. Let's do another one. And I did. 20 videos in. Still haven't recorded my face yet. 20 videos in. I I felt confident enough. I'm going to put my face on camera. Another 50 videos later, I feel comfortable talking to a camera. Uh, and then, so this, this is taking me now to about the middle of second year. So it's taken me a whole year just to get comfortable in front of camera. Some people happens just like that for me, 
just, it didn't work like that. I was nervous. I was shaky. Like I said, my second year in undergrad was not great. <laughs> not great as a student. There was a lot of stress. Um, and yeah, about halfway through my second year postgrad, I decided, you know what? Let, let's start sharing this because at the, like at that point I had, so on YouTube at this point, I had 32 subscribers. All of them were like family, friends, or people that I'd met that just subscribed. And I got like two, three videos, uh, two, three views a video. And I made a video on Notion, which was an application I used as a student. And it did well. And then I did another one and it did well, did another one, did well. And it kept going. Now I've, I consult, I coach, I sell digital products. I have affiliate marketing and I'm a content creator and I get paid through YouTube AdSense, blog AdSense and the rest of it. So I'm building a business as an entrepreneur in a tech world. So yeah, I haven't, I didn't, there wasn't one moment that I decided this is what I'm going to do, but it was, I, I want to try this. I want to learn about this thing. And then I found it fun. And then I enjoyed it. And then I thought, okay, can I make, can I monetize this fun? Cause essentially that's what I was doing in coaching. I wanted to be able to monetize myself doing something I enjoy. Sport coaching was something I enjoyed, but tech is also something I enjoy playing around with Excel spreadsheets. It sounds nerdy, but it was fun. <laughs> yep. I, as an SNC coach, you use spreadsheets all the time to monitor load and all the, all the rest of it, all the science, science jargon. Um, but yeah, so I, I pursued something I enjoyed and then decided, yes, I enjoy this. And I asked myself a question. I said, in 10 years time, if I was doing this, would I be satisfied as a sports coach and strength and conditioning coach? I wasn't sure doing what I'm doing now. I know I'll be satisfied because I have free reign to do pretty much whatever I want, whatever I want, how I want, when I want. So I was like, okay, yep. How can I monetize this? <laughs> How can I live off this? That, I think that's really, so you're like, you're kind of saying to people, find a passion, then work out how to monetize it, would you say? Not necessarily go for the money and then hope the passion comes afterwards. 100%, 100%. So something something within the, inside the business world is, uh, is, is this idea between how much money do you need to be happy <laughs> because um, we, we know the stories about people that win the lottery. Are oh, they supposed to be really happy? No, no, they're not. Do you need money to be happy? Yes, to an extent. But once you have food, once you have a house, when, once you can live comfortably, more money, there's diminishing returns. Yeah. So finding something you enjoy that gets you enough money to live the way that you want to live is, is sorted. If you, if you then want to earn more and set financial goals beyond that, great. That's completely down to you. I personally am not financially driven. By having another thousand in my bank or another 10,000 in my bank or a hundred thousand in my bank, it does, I, I don't care. I want to be able to get up in the morning and go, I'm excited for today. How many people of our generation do that? Um, which is kind of, kind of the point of this podcast is trying to get people to that point. Okay, right. I've just um, I've just walked out of whatever I'm doing. I mean, I'm in the same place. I, I I don't really want to be a sports coach in five years' time. What would you be your advice to finding that passion? Like, I don't actually. I'm. I know what I like. I like sport. I like this. I like that. I like. I'd like making videos. But say someone else, what would be your advice of finding that passion? So for me, uh, what what I did, uh, which I'll translate over to anyone else, is I looked at what I did in my spare time what do I do in my spare time that I don't get paid for? 
which for me was learning about YouTube, learning about online marketing, learning about passive income. That I, I did that anyway. I, I learned about a lot of stuff because I like learning. And then I thought, okay, if I like this, is there a way I could monetize it? So I put what I learned into action. So it was, on a, it was already an interest. So look at what you're doing in your spare time that you don't get paid for. And ask yourself, if, if I was to get paid for this, would I be happy? Uh, so I started making videos, making videos in the beginning was stressful. It was painful. It took like seven hours to set up a camera. Cause I had no idea what any of the settings were. <laughs> it then took like 12 hours to edit a video. Cause I didn't know how to cut things or any of the shortcuts. And you're sitting there going, Oh my God, I've now put the wrong color grading on this. I need to do this again. Or you record a video. It takes you an hour cause you fumble through it. You put it in the editing and you realize you can't see anything or something. It's just like, this is stupid. Or it's not in focus. But that process was fun. I, I didn't earn anything. So from, from a YouTube standpoint, I made, I want to say 140, 140 videos and earned nothing, absolutely nothing. I, I spent about a year and three months because I enjoyed it and I earned absolutely nothing. Now I'm earning not, not considerable amounts from YouTube itself, but it's a marketing platform. So I use YouTube to help me with everything else. So YouTube helps me with all the other monetization, but YouTube itself is now earning me some money. Um, if you're interested, I'm going to do a video on my YouTube channel going over literally exactly how I, how I earn money on YouTube. So a little bit of a self plug, if you want to have a look yeah, at that. That's right. You can, you can plug channel. yourself. I mean, <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not plugging myself and yours. So it's fine. Carry on. <laughs> It just, just as an interest, because I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head from from everything. It's, I mean, it changes. It's like one fifty, I think, something for like for the first month, then two hundred, then three hundred, then four hundred, something like that. Um, yeah. It's increasing, but yeah, watch the video to find out all the numbers because I I don't know them off the top of my head. That's cool. Um, I mean, that's really interesting that you don't know the numbers off the top of your head. I'm not going to dig into that, but that kind of it again shows you're not financially focused about these things. Yeah, and even even with all the other stuff, so the the affiliate marketing I do. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even give you a ballpark of how much I get. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just, I just know roughly how much I get a month, um, through everything. And I can't say everything because obviously, uh, it deals with brands and stuff. I can't disclose all of that. Yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I think that people shouldn't want to know your figures. That's not the point of what we're talking about here, but that's really cool. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's not it's not the numbers. Yes, the numbers are important. As I mean, as a student, I know when I was when I was doing my degree, there was an element of how much how much is my annual salary going to be if I get this job? <laughs> how much am I going to get as a sports coach? How much how much am I going to get as a strength and conditioning coach? Even though I was doing it for because I enjoyed coaching kids, enjoyed coaching adolescents, not necessarily adults because they were kind of stroppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to argue. I mean, at, at my point, I was what I was. 2021 20, coaching some like 30, 40, 40 year olds. I mean, I coached older adults as well, but they were easier than the 30, 40 year olds. Um, but yeah, and I, I realized I, I enjoy this. How much money am I going to get? And it, it wasn't the money that was, that, that pushed me away from sports coaching. It was the, could I do this for five years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sports yeah. coaching potentially I could do. I mean, obviously with what's going on in the world right now, Good luck. It's with hard. That. It is really hard, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think even even without what's going on at the moment, as a, as a sports coach, coaching the same sessions or just following a team or a group, to me, it it it's more of a hobby than than a job. I wouldn't want to have to like coach seven eight hours a day 
because yeah it's very draining mentally physically (laughs) can get frustrating especially when you have obviously coach athlete relationship parent athlete relationship parent coach relationship all of those relationships you've got to deal with work with then finances because sports coaching isn't the most financially stable profession or career to be in um i mean you can definitely do it don't get me wrong but there's it's definitely it's It's a it's a hard life but that's um I feel like there's a whole other podcast in that. Uh, maybe a different podcast series on that. Um, cool. I, you, I mean, you've kind of dug into everything I wanted to chat about with you guys. Uh, you, I'm going to ask one last question. If you had to change what you were doing tomorrow because content creation didn't work, where would you, what, what would you do? What career would you choose? Or do you think you'd choose something similar? So if... <laughs> If I couldn't do content creation, I would still, because essentially content creation is still coaching. I'm still coaching. It's just through a digital format. So I would still find a way of maybe teaching, lecturing um, is something I'd go into because I enjoy learning and then I enjoy sharing what I've learned with other people. Uh, So yeah, teaching, lecturing, something like that. I just find that really interesting to find out what people say. A lot of people say teaching and lecturing. I guess it makes sense. You become a, you could become an expert in your field and then you want to share. Nice dude. Um, You don't don't even have to be an expert. Just very quickly. Go for it. If, if anyone is listening to this going, I'm not smart enough or I don't know enough or I'm not an expert or I'm not good enough at this, throw it out the window because there is someone out there that knows less than you and you know more than them. And they will relate with you more than they relate with an expert. As a YouTuber, I could look at a million million subscriber channel, but they have no idea what I'm experiencing right now in my time. So if I look at a, a channel that's got 10K subs, for example, explaining the same thing, they are more relatable to me. So just, just get started. Nice. I like that. I like that you're close to 5K, aren't you, on your YouTube channel? Um, I don't know. I'm over 4K. <laughs> 4.76k I checked before we chatted um, on okay. that note if people want to catch up with you I mean this is a hard question what's the best social media to get to you um, I'll just link a couple below but what would you suggest to people um, there, there isn't a best or a worst one it's just type my name in and anywhere and you will find me and I respond to everything oh, I love that I, I love respond that. to everything so I'll link that's, up something somewhere yeah that's to... Danny Hatcher so at Danny Hatcher on Twitter Instagram LinkedIn Danny Hatcher on Facebook and then Danny Hatcher on YouTube will come up straight away. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you can find me everywhere else, obviously website and the blog and the podcast and everything else that happens. But yeah, just Danny Hatcher and Google and you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for chatting, dude. I hope you guys have enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, a little bit of a deep dive into how you can get into something you don't necessarily have any experience in. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'll chat to you guys in the next one. 